You know what it is. Episode 85, Brick and Mortar Reporter. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Give it to me. Give it, give it. So let me have it. No, give it. Give it to me. Let go. Let go. Stop it. Stop it. I'm about to start. Stop. Seriously. Give it to me. Here, here. Ah, let me have it. Let me have it. Here, go, go get it. Hey, everybody. It's Christy. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. I have just been thinking and thinking about all the things that I am learning from my business and trying to share as much of that with you as possible. And one of the things I was thinking about the other day is this whole scarcity mindset. Boy, everyone has it, don't they? Got to have what's mine, got to be greedy, got to get my piece of the pie. And it reared its ugly head on me again the other day, and I want your feedback. I don't know if I'm being too easy. Maybe I'm being too hard. Who knows? People have different opinions. Let me tell you what happens. I'm in a situation with my business where it's not making a lot of money yet. You know what? A lot of businesses are like that. A lot of businesses are functioning way closer to the edge than you would even ever imagine. Many times there are owners of businesses that are going months and months and months on end without any kind of income coming in. But yet the business is still up and functioning. And that's where exactly where I am. So the scarcity mentality easily creeps in when you're in that situation, when you don't have anything extra to be generous. I've been running into a situation at my job, my, my business. Uh, every night I'm down on Mallory Square in Key West with a food cart. And I am loving, loving, loving the environment down there. Love being around the water, love being around the sunset, love meeting tourists, love getting out there and mingling and mixing with people. And many times I'm called upon to give stuff away. I am called upon to um, do things for other people and I get absolutely nothing out of it. And the question becomes, how much of that do you do? In a scarcity mentality, you do as little of it as possible because you want to hoard everything. Now, let me tell you what's, what's been happening, and you can make your own decision, and then you can tell me what you think I should have done. Just this past week, I've had several situations where tourists, they're obviously tourists, have come up to me and asked for cups. They just want cups. I don't know if they've gotten some kind of a drink from somewhere. I don't know if they're splitting a beer. I don't know if they're, uh, I don't know what they're doing with the cups. But they keep coming to me asking for cups. And it's only, you know, maybe less than five a week that I'm giving away cups. It's under the tall styrofoam cups that you put coffee in that we put a lid on. And so the tourists come and they ask for cups. Now, there are times when people have asked for a cup and I've given them cups and they tip me. I even had one a couple weeks ago where a guy came by and said, I need two cups of coffee with lids on them and no coffee. 
<laughs> and he handed me five dollars. So he he paid five bucks for two cups, right? So he bought me a pack of cups. But other people have come and asked for cups, and I just give them cups. I don't want to nickel and dime them. I don't want to charge them. I don't want to say that'll be a quarter, because number one, I don't have change for a quarter. Um, I don't want to nickel and dime them, so I've been giving them. And some other people saw me doing this and were like, man, you are crazy. you got to start saying no. And my thought is, if I give the lady a cup, and then later on she's out on the pier, and she wants something to eat or drink or ice cream or anything else, that is at my booth, she will come back to me knowing full well that I am going to happily accommodate her. And so I gave her the cups. What's it, What am I out? Maybe eight cents for a cup? Is it worth it to me to lose a customer? Is it worth eight cents for me to lose a customer and potentially more than one customer? Because she's probably not there by herself. <laughs> That's another thing. So I, I give away the cups. And I've, I've caught a little bit of grief for doing that. Another thing that happens almost on a daily no, heavens, multiple times on a daily basis. We have performers that are out performing. They're street performers. The old term is buskers. They are street performers that perform for tips. At the end of their show, they make an appeal for tips. And uh, it can be uh, a soft sell or it can be a hard sell. I've heard both. Uh, sometimes I'm not as crazy about hearing the hard sell. And I don't really like um, sometimes the, them really putting the... the grinders on some of the tourists for their money but nonetheless they work for tips they have to pay out there just like I do to be out there now just like I do so that from that perspective they have to you know make their their appeal known but many times people only have $20 bills in their pockets you know why because when they went to get the bank go to the bank to get cash for their trip they got 20s sometimes they even have hundreds sometimes 50s and many, many times a night, I have people coming up saying, do you have change? Can you make me change? Can you give me change for a 20? If I have it, I give it. I happily make change. It does help me get rid of some of my ones. It also cleans me out on some of my other stuff. But I can always go to the bank the next day and make more change. So if I do this, I get nothing out of it. And I'm also helping the performer get paid. Because if I didn't make change for them, you know what would likely happen? The person's not going to put the $20 bill in their tip jar. It's just not going to happen. But they'll give them two or three or five. And if they didn't get change for that 20 you know what would happen? They would not get a tip. So I'm helping them actually get their tip. But I get nothing out of it. Should I do it? Should I not? Again, some people saw me doing this and were like, You need to tell those people... No, I don't. <laughs> it's, my, it's my mentality. Now, granted, I could be wrong. You tell me what you would do. What would you think? I mean, what would, if, you, if I just think about myself, if I was a customer, I was a tourist, I went somewhere, and I asked for something, and somebody said, no, I can't do that for you, or no, I'm going to have to charge you in order to do that. And do, I don't get me wrong, sometimes I do joke with customers. They'll be like, I do, I, can you have change for a 20? And I'm like, no, but I can give you three fives. You know, and it's just a joke, and we go on, and I do make change for them and all. If I don't have it, I don't have it. But what if I say I don't have it, next thing you know, they come and try to buy something from me and make change, and they see the change that I have, and they know that I had it, and I just held back on it. These are situations where the scarcity mentality can creep in, and it creeps in all over, especially whenever you don't have anything to give and you feel like you don't have the ability to be generous. It's not just generous in money though, sometimes it's generous in tasks or what you do. Um, 
many times I stand all night long and I give directions to the bathroom. Now, I have a public restroom over my left hand shoulder and a private restroom over the right hand shoulder that is much cleaner, much safer, much nicer than the public restroom. So all night long, ladies stop by and say, where's the nearest restroom? Well, technically the nearest restroom would be the gross public restroom. I could tell them that. I could send them there. But you know what? I would appreciate it if somebody didn't do that to me. So I say, you know what? If I were you, here's the restaurant I would go to. I'd walk a little further, and here it is. And I tell them about it. I tell them where to go. They're very gracious. They're very thankful. I completely believe that what you give out, you will also get back. I don't want to get back a scarcity mentality. I don't want to get back an attitude from anyone that I can't do something for you because I don't get anything out of it. And that's my whole feeling about this. And so that's the way I want to run my business. And I get examples of this every single day that come up. It might even be that um, somebody wants um, to come by and I have napkins on my cart and they're sitting up and available for everyone. No, they're available for all my customers. But occasionally people come by and they'll just walk up and go and take three napkins out and walk away. They haven't bought anything from me. They spilled somebody else's product on them and now they're using my napkins to clean it up. I can't do anything about that. I don't want to do anything about that because if they're approaching my booth, they might see something they want to buy. At the same time, if I stop them from getting napkins, then what kind of an impression have I left on them? If I was a tourist and I was out and I spilled something on me or maybe even a bird pooped on me or something like that, I would want to find the nearest napkin or paper towel to clean it off and I would so appreciate somebody that gave me that. So. These are the things that I run into every day, and I've been getting flack from a couple of um, close people around where I set up because I do these things. And uh, so I was wanting to know what you would let you weigh in on it, see what you think. What would you do if you were me? Now, granted, if I was giving away $20 a night in cups, uh, that would be an issue. you know. But if I'm giving away less than a dollar's worth of cups a week, I just consider that a cost of doing business and a cost of being nice and a cost of accommodating the customers and so they might not be my customers but at the same time they're a customer of Sunset and I have to treat them that way so this is just something that I've been thinking about and you know it's like when people tell me I'm too soft and I'm too easy and I'm too nice um, they're saying it as if I need to change something <laughs> but I'm actually taking that as a compliment uh, because I know there are so many people in this world that actually run businesses that don't have any concern whatsoever about their customer or their customer's feelings. And I don't want to be one of those people. And so it's just one of those things that, um, you know, we have to make decisions on whether or not we're going to be accommodated. And if you were in my situation, what would you do? Would you give out? Would you give out until it got to a certain point where you're like, wait a minute, I can't, I'm, they're using up all my cups, I can't do this. And granted, this doesn't happen every day. But when it does, what do you do? In my mind, the guy that came by and paid me five bucks for cups, he bought every cup for the rest of the week. So I have no reason then to not give those freely if somebody asks me for them. I just don't go handing around, out handing around cups. But if somebody seeks me out to get a cup, it's clearly because they have a need, and I want to be able to meet that need. Because if I meet that need, 
then the next need they have might be ice cream, and everyone knows that's an essential of life, and they might come back to me to get ice cream. If I say no, they're probably going to be less likely to want to deal with me. Again, my opinions, my thoughts. What would you do? Are there ways you've had to see the scarcity mentality manifest itself in your life, in your business? How have you done it? How have you made sure that you're not living in a scarce mindset? Are you practicing scarcity? I don't want to, I want to think about abundance. I don't want to practice scarcity. Because if you practice scarcity, you get good at scarcity. And I don't want to be good at scarcity. Right? Does that make sense? You know where to find me. You know where I am. You know where I, you can reach me. You can reach me on Facebook. Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast on Facebook. On Twitter, at BAM Reporter. You can find me on email, Christy, at Brick and Mortar Reporter. You can even leave a comment on my website, brickandmortarreporter.com, about it. Tell me what you would do. Would you give and give and give till it hurts? Or would you afford to be scarce? It's something to think about, you guys, seriously, because this, the pervading default answer that you would give for these things is a good indicator of your mindset. And you can pretend abundance and abundance and giving and I'm drawing and attracting everything to the universe that I want and then a situation like this comes right up and you know what happens? Our first reaction is scarcity. And when that happens, you know you're not being genuine with your abundance thinking. It catches me sometimes. It definitely does. And it makes me double check myself and makes me really think about this. But it's then also whenever other people, and, and I've even stopped people at some point in time and said, you know what? Let me just tell you this, I don't do scarcity. I'm not going to do it down here. I'm not going to do it. And I don't want to think about getting my piece of the pie and getting my what's due to me. I want to make the whole pie bigger. I want to make the whole event better. And so that's exactly where I am with that. So tell me what you would do. I'm not asking for, um, you know, a policy. I don't need a policy. And customers really, frankly, don't care what your policy is. They just want to know how many of their needs you met. And you can tell them all day long that you can't meet their needs because it's your policy not to. And they really don't give a crap. They don't care. They just want their needs met. And you know, so many businesses today fail because their customer service is awful. I see it on Facebook all the time. Oh my gosh, I see it on Facebook all the time. Just recently we've seen, and even in, in Key West, you know, it's, it's amazing to me because Key West is so based on tourism. It's based on the service industry and providing great service for tourists. And you would think we would be better at it than anyone else, but we're not because people that are employed in some of the service industry are not being trained on how to take care of customers. They're not being shown, they're not being given the example of how to treat customers. And so then they treat them like yesterday's trash. And a business owner sits back and wonders why their, their customers don't come back. Why are they not repeat customers? I want my customer to feel as comfortable coming up to my booth or coming into my establishment as they would coming in my house. And I want them to feel just as welcome and just as at home. And um, I think if the world had more of that, then more small businesses would succeed. I've seen businesses fail again and again and again. You know, they start out great because the owner's there. 
and the owner's making sure everything's done right. But then once the business gets off the ground, what happens? The owner gets a little bit slack. They put in a manager, and before you know it, the manager's hired a bunch of other people that they are doing their job. And you know what? Whenever the customer walks out, the first thing that happens inside the establishment is the employees start making fun of the customer. The employees start talking trash about the customer. When that kind of stuff is allowed to go on, you know what it does? It devalues the customer. So why does anyone care about the customer? Somebody who they can turn around and ridicule and make fun of, and it's okay in that environment. Not in mine. It is not okay at all. And so, um, do you have any experiences like this where you've actually been able to make a customer service statement by being scarce versus being abundant? And um, what, what does that say about your business? What does that say about you as a person? It really caused me to do a uh, kind of a little check. And, you know, it was interesting whenever somebody, a couple of people mentioned these kind of things to me. You know, I actually argued back and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to quit doing it. Uh, you know, granted... If it was costing me a bunch of money, I might have to reevaluate. But you know what? This is pennies. I'm not trifling over pennies. And how would I tell somebody what the value is of that? You know? Eight cents? Really? I'm going to come after somebody for eight cents? We walk across more than eight cents of change in a parking lot in a day and don't even go to the trouble to bend over to pick it up. And I'm going to hassle a customer over that? That's crazy. Someone wants to take a napkin? Cost me less than a penny. So what? What am I going to do? Tell them no. It's just not worth it. So these kind of things make me think twice about my business and about the type of people, not just the people I want to um, perceive me and how, how I want them to perceive me when they interact with me, but also think about with the, if you had a business where you hired somebody, what would your standards be? You know what, if you don't speak them and you don't spell them out and you don't put it into the policies and the procedures, then you don't have insurance and, and assurance that it's actually going to be carried out. Because people will treat other people as they have been treated and they have been taught to treat people. So that's my two cents worth today. It's just one of those things that it's come up again and again and again. And I don't know if you've had situations like this or not, but you've had to think about what are you going to do for your customer? Is it going to be in scarcity or in abundance? But let me know. Let me know if you think I'm doing the right thing or you think I'm completely crazy and I deserve to lose every dime I have. You can tell me that too. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with sharing your opinion with me. Now, we got to have a word from our sponsor, Bluehost. Bluehost is our web hosting service. It hosts brickandmortarreporter.com as well as every other website that I have. I have about eight of them right now. And there are a few that I haven't done anything with yet. But that's okay, because Bluehost is there holding them for me, and I can do anything with them at any time I want. If you need a website for any reason whatsoever, please go to the brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. It's very easy to do. Pull up the page, and all of a sudden you're going to see a box. Put in the URL or the web address that you're thinking about purchasing. It might be mydogfido.com. Whatever it is, put it in there. See if it's available. See what version, what extension is available. Is it the .com, the .net, the .biz, the .co, the .whatever, .co, .ca, all these dots. What is it? What do you want? It's there. It's going to show you how much each costs, and it shows you for the whole entire year what the cost is. 
If you purchase your website through brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website, I'll send you a document that will give you tips on all the plugins you need to go ahead and get started on your website to make sure it's optimized by Google, that it's user friendly, and that it is easily found by your customers, which is exactly what you want. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website and you'll get all of the information you need to go ahead and get your website online and let that not be a barrier for your business. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on the ride, coming on my journey to scarcity, from scarcity to abundance, hopefully. Um, we're we're going to keep pushing toward abundance and we're going to eschew any ideas of scarcity that come along our path. So feel free to let me know what you think about what I've talked about today and I will continue talking about abundance. So thanks for coming along. I hope you're having an abundant day as well. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.